Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies, and this, this is, is the Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Podcast. We're feeling good in the neighborhood, and we are in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York! Yeah. That's great. People ask me all the time, they say, Bran, when did you know that you made it in life? And I said, I haven't yet. But if I did, it would be this night. Wow. Wow. That's big and kind I know of, that's a confusing answer yeah. to give to somebody in the past. Yeah, that's right. Because this not hadn't happened. But it's, it's no, also... But it's trust me, if it did happen, yeah. that's what I would have said. You I, did it, buddy. I'm very excited to be in New York. Yes. I'm a huge New York Yankees fan. Yes. have been my whole life. Uh-huh. And we come to New York and they weren't in town, which is whatever. But I, lo- I love... I just love being able to get, like, McDonald's delivered to you at three in the morning. Right. Yeah. Like, I love all, everything just at your fingertips. I, and what I... What, I hate is no refills. You're right. It's tough out there. For somebody that drinks 100 ounces of Diet Coke at a lunch, it's difficult. Yeah. And I got a very appalling look when I said that because <laughs> people up here <laughs> apparently think that's unhealthy. Um, but it's, di- it's okay because it's diet. diet. What I'm it's better for you. There's nothing in Diet Coke that's bad no, for no, you. No, no, no. And will kill it's you. It's pure aspartame. It's all good stuff. It's yeah, all good stuff. Um, if I could get the free refills, I think I'd just live in New York. Yeah. I think everything else, it's super convenient. Okay. But, but I, I, want the, I want the free refills. Someone out there, what's your favorite part about living in New York? Subway. Yeah, let's wow. go. Subway. Subway. Someone said the subway. <laughs> they're not from here. Um, oh, I will say this. Before we get, we, we, we took the metro most places we went because we're poor. And the... Uh, we got, we got in line to buy. I almost have a spit take. That would have been great. We, we got in line to buy uh, some Metro cards, and we had one. Brain had one, and I was going to buy one for me. Well, you can't buy multiple Metro cards at once. At least you couldn't at this particular screen. So I'm buying one, and Panda is not in line, Mm-mm. and he's standing beside me. And as uh-huh. I'm almost finished, he goes, so do I need to get one? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, you do. We all need our own Metro card. And so then I have to start the process all over to buy a second Metro card. And there is a woman behind me. And just like most New Yorkers, she has places to be, things to do. Mm-hmm. And I do not blame her. But she put her hands on her hips and she went, I do not have the patience for this, is what she said. And I was like, I hear you. And He's I was, the worst. I, I'm so sorry. And I was so with her in that moment. And I... I, we powered through, though. We did. We powered through. I was embarrassed. We but, made it. Know. I thought she was going to kill me, but we made it. We, we had a really good New York moment today. Um, we were kind of on Good Morning America this morning. And when I... Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I say kind of because no one in America saw it because of something that was going on today with some guy saying things under oath. I don't know. I don't oh. care. Um, <laughs> but we did it. But we had uh, the, the, the people out there at Good Morning America. They sent a driver. It's very nice. And we're, we're talking to this guy, and we're like, who's the, who's the best celebrity that you've ever driven around? And and he, said, uh, he said, you guys, and that was really yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, you're right. uh, and then we said, second. We, at, we ask this to every driver we have. Good Morning America always sends a car for us, and I know that sounds very bougie to say. but and, 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 We've done Good Morning and, America yeah. three times. <laughs> yeah. 
they we're, always we're in the car. We're a pretty big deal. Uh, and we asked them, like, who's the who's the most famous guy that you've ever, or, or girl, or whoever, celebrity? And, like, the best answer we've gotten is, like, Jack Black, who, I mean, okay, great. Sure. 2004, you'd have had some. This guy just... He's got a great YouTube channel. This guy just calmly just goes, first ride ever was Frank Sinatra. Right. And we were like, What? And so then he proceeds tell to more. tell us this story how he lied his way into this limo job and yeah, got to great. tour around Frank Sinatra. And at the end of the time, Frank's like, what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten? He's like, I've never got one. And the guy handed him $5,000. And literally, he and his wife and a kid who literally had a mattress and a floor in a, in a two-room apartment in New York started their lives off that $5,000. How crazy is that? That's a great story. And then he told us a story about how he threw Cher out of the car, which was actually a better story. He threw Cher <laughs> out of the car. <laughs> Not you can't make that up. He said like very you New York things. Yes, while he that threw we wouldn't say right. this podcast. We can't. Yeah, we can't said, say it here. Yes. But you and, know what I'm talking yeah, about. And he, he <laughs> threw it, bags on the curb, threw it out of the car. Now, has that story been embellished over the years? Maybe, Maybe. but I wouldn't try him on it. I he can tell said you that. he said that. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Um, yeah. I don't Juan know why he would from, from um, the Bronx. He said <laughs> that he drops Cher off at the Plaza Hotel. And she clears out the, 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 the entire eating, restaurant. The entire restaurant area invites him into the restaurant to apologize. To apologize and say, "I want you to be my driver forever." That's a tough whatever. one to believe, but I love it. I love no. it. Mm. You, you want to do actual really? podcast stuff? You want to tell more? No, we'll just stories. keep telling stories. I love them. No. They're great. Um, a couple of things before we do. Uh, we would love if you're listening to this and if you're out there in the crowd. Uh, we would love for you to join our Patreon. Mm, please. Mm-hmm. Is anybody out there a patron? Yeah. Um, here's here's the wonderful thing about the patron is there's a lot of great things you get some you get some swag you get some things and whatnot but there's also this amazing Facebook Facebook group Facer group it's Facer. a new app okay. we're launching that. called Facer it's gonna yes. be awesome we do have something on Facer we don't talk about it much yeah. but we do have a Facebook group and it is. The highlight of my uh, week, usually, yeah. is, is that group. It's sure. super fun. So we would love for you to go to patreon.com slash deckthehallmark uh, and join today. And uh, you'll, you'll get a lot of wonderful things, including this. And I'm, I'm, can I announce it? Please go for it. Share. <laughs> we got, we, we, Juan hooked us up. She's going she's gonna to come on the pod, and it's going to be an exclusive for the Patreon. Wow. That's it big. could fall through. <laughs> But I would pay your money now. I would pay the money now because you, you can never be you can never yeah. be too sure. Um, also, if you can't join the Patreon, at least buy a Kringle because oh, they're delicious. We yeah. are in the middle of a thing we're calling Kringle, Kringle in, in July. July, and it's really catchy. Mm-hmm. How many of you out there know what a Kringle is? Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, Kringles are these wonderful pastries full of wonderful things like fruit and sugar. Yeah. And uh, you if can, the you donut can... pub sold Kringles, oh wow! What about a Kringle donut? Ooh, that's next level. I think that's just diabetes, isn't it? Like that's just like. Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm in. You, if you came in tonight, you got a, a promo code for a discount from Kringle.com. They're the best Kringles in the world. You really should check them out. Mm-hmm. Please do. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. They really or just are. go to deckthehomework.com/slash/kringle and you can get your very own too. Sure. discount code for today. sure. Um, we are talking about a Christmas movie. Mm. Yes, Christmas in yes. July. Yeah. We are talking about the Candace Cameron Beret. Holiday classic from 2015, mm. Christmas Detour. Beautiful. And if you didn't see it, you missed out, first of all. <laughs> but I'm also going to explain it to you in this pretty long synopsis because of the way that this movie was. Uh, Christmas Detour originally aired on November 28th, 2015, and it went a little something like this. 
Paige is a writer who writes uh, about how to find the perfect mates, and she found them. She's engaged and is heading to her fiancé Jack's house for the holidays. She's the type of person that tries to fly with a vision board in her hand and call it a carry-on. It's not, but she gets away with it somehow. Uh, her fiancé is very rich. They have an all-white Christmas tree. It's the worst. Um, on the flight... Um, on the flight, there is a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a guy there. Sorry, I'm so, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Hold on. My whole thing just would disappeared. It's back. It's back. Literally. So she's on the plane. <laughs> and the pilot comes over the intercom and says the weather is going to force them to land in Buffalo. I don't, I don't really know why that's the place they decide to land, but they do. And, and on the plane, she sits next to this guy named Dylan. She couldn't be any more different than Dylan. Dylan is like, fate's dumb, and her whole life motto is fate. Um, and so she's super annoyed because of the, the weather and that she has to be next to Dylan. Um, and so they land, they check into a hotel, and, and, and there's no service, no cell phone service. But guess who she's sharing an adjoining room with? Dylan in a bathrobe. Um, there's another couple that I guess matter. I'm not totally sure. Uh, Frank and Maxine are their names. Uh, Dylan constantly makes things weird by telling uh, people that he's sharing a room with Paige. It's his bit. I don't get it, but he does it constantly. Uh, Frank and Maxine are clearly disgruntled in their marriage, uh, and they're, uh, they're a real downer on Paige's dream of what a happily ever after looks like when it comes out that Frank has been sleeping on the rollaway. Mm, not a good sign. Uh, so it's Christmas Eve, and the airport is still closed, and they're not going to fly anything out today. Fiance Jack drops a bombshell. If you can't make it to Christmas, then we need to postpone the wedding until my parents can meet you. So guess who shows up with a rental car? Dylan. Mm. So Frank, Maxine, and Paige, they all hop on a road trip to Manhattan. Mm. The topic of conversation? Um, what, what was the spark in Frank's and Maxine when they first met? And they're like, soulmates, more like cellmates, am I right? <laughs> Paige, is on, Paige is on the phone with Jack and is like, listen, I'm in a rental car with this nice couple. Just the three of us. Liar! She lies and said there's no Dylan, but Dylan's the one driving. And while Paige is in the bathroom, Dylan snoops through her stuff and finds a, a list of 75 traits for the perfect guy. And she has a check mark next to each trait, except for sense of humor. Is it about Jack? Is Jack not perfect? Is Jack not funny? I don't know. Back in the car, Frank and Dylan start to interrogate Paige about whether or not Jack is a funny boy. He's not. That's what we find out. And after Frank and Maxine fall asleep, Paige starts to pry to figure out why Dylan hates uh, love and why he hates home. But he's not talking. He's not interested. Instead, he crashes into O-Tannenbaum Inn. And uh-oh, there's only two rooms available. So they split up into guys and gals, naturally. Um, but that doesn't stop Dylan and Paige from going on long walks together. And uh, he ends up opening up to Paige that he thought that he found the one, but she dumped him for his brother. What? I know. They got engaged, and that's why he's not excited to go home for Christmas. They then find themselves under the mistletoe. Uh-oh! But Paige splits before... 
um, before they could actually kiss. And Frank and Maxine are forward, like they're pushing them, but she's like, I'm out of here. Uh, and then they go out to dinner, and Dylan makes Paige laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm. And she gives, she gives him this I love you look, and that's when you know it's on. Uh, they go out on the dance floor, and they slow dance, and she's like, I shouldn't be doing this. And once again, she makes everything incredibly awkward by walking away. It's really, uh, Later, she's like, I'm so sad that it's, uh, my, my best Christmas ever is with you and not with Jack because he's my soulmate. Not you. You're not. And he's like, listen, I know Jack has everything, but can he make you laugh? Can he? <laughs> he can't. And then, uh-oh, mistletoe again. It's everywhere in this town. And this time, they kiss. And then she makes things awkward again by storming off. And after getting off of a call with Jack, Frank decides to say, be sure to congratulate him on his oral hygiene, which is something he would only know if he read 75 mm. list of the perfect men. So obviously they've been snooping. I know. So she leaves in the middle of the night thanks to a kind truck driver. She finally gets to Jack's house, and boy, are they snooty. They even make her change clothes so that they can have a proper introduction. And they basically already planned the entire wedding without her. Plus, she snorts when she laughs at her own joke. <laughs> things aren't looking good. Cut to Dylan. He's home and things are looking okay until he sees his ex and his brother. And he's like, hey, you want to help me get something out of the car? And you're like, oh my gosh, she's going to murder him. But he doesn't. <laughs> Instead, he's like, you know what? It feels like you two are meant to be together. And he really takes the high road in this situation. But when, when, wh wh what does he find in the car? Paige's vision board. Mm. It's there. And he's like, oh, it's fate. I believe in it now. I got to bring it to her and tell her how I feel. Paige is at dinner at the country club and accidentally brings up Dylan. And they're all like, who's Dylan? Are you cheating on him? Like they immediately assume the worst, which I mean, I guess they did kiss. Um, and, and, and who shows up at that moment? Dylan. And he brought the vision board. And then he leaves. And it's at that moment that Paige takes off her engagement ring and is like, listen, you're not perfect. He's perfect because he's funny. So she runs after Paige, Dylan, <laughs> and they kiss. And that was Christmas, Christmas Detour. Detour. Wow. <laughs> that was something. Thank you. We... We did it. Boy. Boy, did we do um, it. I, I want to say, the only other time I can ever remember you messing up on a synopsis ever, ever was when the reindeer couldn't fly. And we couldn't get over it. It was this movie. And we just kept la We had to re-record it over and over There was again. this movie about... That magic stuff. There's magic stuff all over the mm -hmm. place. And they have these reindeer. And crazy stuff is happening all over the town. And you're like, surely the reindeer fly. The reindeer didn't fly. They just got through a, a hole in the fence. And they keep getting out. They yeah. keep getting out. You're like, surely they're flying there. But no. you know, you False. kept doing this bit in the synopsis. It was like, spoiler alert, they don't fly. And we just kept laughing. And we just kept doing it over everything. Yep. But that was just a pure technological thing. That was saying. a technological thing. It was a tech thing. glitch. That's on me. I and I'm you. very sorry. Mm. Guys, we have four segments here mm. on the podcast. We always start with the hot take. take. And it's where we share about, is that, how do we feel about this movie? Mm. We, we say words and we share opinions. Okay. And that's how podcasts work. <laughs> and I always start with my good friend. His name is Panda. Panda, happy day. Happy day. Are you enjoying Christmas in July? I love it. Good. Are you enjoying the city? I love the city. Do you? I do. You were just telling me about how much you don't like it. 
back there. That is he's the best because seven. you knew he was going to say he loves it, even though he doesn't. And it's, Guys, I'm, listen, I live in the yeah. middle of nowhere, South Carolina, and then right. people started moving a little bit to my city, and I was like, I'm going to have to move further out. Uh, so this has been well, early on. We said should we, a lot. We got a mile. Should we just like get an Uber or should we walk it? He's like, let's walk it, and then. We get home, and he's like, man, my knees hurt. <laughs> Guys, listen, a mile in the country is not a mile in the city. That's, right. That's a different experience. That doesn't make, no, no, no. Just go with the hot I leg. said words. I I'm sorry you know, about that. It really that. helps no. your knees is the hills of That's the, right. yeah, yeah. of nowhere. The undulating, you know. It really helps. Oh. Hey, what do you think about this movie? Hey, listen, this movie is a tale of two movies to me. The very first part of this movie is tough to get through. Uh, the dry, I love a road trip. I love road you trips. You do love a road I trip. I love a good road trip. This movie was an excruciatingly long road trip, yeah. the very first half yeah. of it. Yeah. I felt like we were in all six hours or however long the commute is. It was ridiculous. And the second half of this movie, though, is a real banger. It's, a it's banger. crazy. It's crazy. It's out of control. Wow. It's ridiculous. Man. I loved it. So that equals to a like. Yeah. Yeah. Thought it might. Hated the yeah. first half. Loved the second half. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Thought it might be. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is insane. <laughs> it in is kind of all of the best ways. I love <laughs> this movie. This is one of those movies where you're watching and you're just like, man, what is going to happen? I legitimately, yeah, I know I was watching Hallmark, but I was like, Dylan might kill his brother. <laughs> it could happen, and I'm for it. Um, I love this movie. I have seen it before. Mm. I watched it for this event, and I, rem I kept remembering things that were going to happen and the way that he says things and the way that she makes things awkward. And I, w I, just, I couldn't wait to ask this question. Dan, what did you think of the movie? It's an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I mean, you said that it starts off kind of shaky, and that's the whole movie. <laughs> like it never, the wheels are started wobbling and then they just somewhere come off. I do feel like, you know, Hallmark has the Hallmark Hall of Fame. This, this struck me as like Hallmark's baller on a budget line. Like <laughs> they, they, you've got Ron Oliver, who is the best director that Hallmark can get. We've interviewed him numerous times. He's an actual filmmaker. Um, <laughs> um, he made, uh, he made Daddy Daycare 2. I'm, I mean, no, he didn't. He didn't. He made like the third or fourth sequel. <laughs> he he made Daddy that, Daycare Five. He didn't, he didn't make that Cuba Gooding Jr. joint. He didn't make that one. Uh, so you've got CCB, Miss Bure. You've got Ron Oliver, and then you don't have any budget left to even establish a house with real photography. Guys, <laughs> like, guys, like the, the, the houses that they're like. Meanwhile, at this house, they're computer generated. They're not even real houses. Um, I, I'm starting to notice a pattern about Candace Cameron Bure, aside from the fact that she's bad. And it's, it, it's that all of her movies. Please come on our podcast. Yeah. Please come on our podcast. Ship is sailed. Uh, not happening. Uh, she, all of her movies, she ha I think it's contractually obligated for her to say the word fate. In all of her movies, mm. all of her movies have something to do with fate. Uh -huh. Journey, Journey back through Christmas or whatever is about fate of everything. Every one of them, and I think that's because I, I think she's like pretty religious or whatever. But like, what they, she really means is it's the sovereignty of God. Oh what? my gosh! <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for she that. Winks at the Thanks for coming on a Wednesday night. We've got some tracks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Listen, here's my thing is, if you're going to bring up fate, I'm not asking that you're minority report, but at least at least far, follow it further than it's fate, <laughs> and that's it, right? Like, that's terrible. That's bad. Uh, also, her character is the worst person. She's a, she's a liar, a cheater that carries around a vision board. I dare you to name me someone worse than a liar, a cheater, who carries around not an electronic, I'm talking... Full bulletin board, pictures, push pins, vision board. That kind of person should be not her, allowed her, in public. Her, her Instagram bio would, say, it would start with self-made millionaire. That's, That's right. what it would say. <laughs> yeah. She's a life coach. She's a life coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she is a life coach. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're a life coach. If you're a life I'm sure coach. You're, we are I'm sure sorry. you're doing great we work. To help I'm sorry. People. And we'll we love you. Money. I don't. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, it always makes me feel really secure in my occupation when I hear someone's a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not good. We do get Kenny in this Kenny. movie. Mm. Who is so, Kenny Kwan, who's our favorite. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Ron Oliver has this character in every single one of his movies called Kenny, and he's just this, this guy, and he's there just he's there. for a second. He's in the great. airport in this he's movie. He's at the airport. He's, he's great. in every one of his movies. He's mm. a hoot. Yeah. Big hoot. So, look out for Kenny, then turn it <laughs> off. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, this movie this movie's real bad. I don't know what else to tell you. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> it is time for the all the feels part of the show. Mm. We talk about when this movie gave us all the feels. And I I'm do gonna... have a contribution. Oh, I want to let you know. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. There is a line in this movie, and I'll, I'm going to quote it. Christmas is what you make it. That's my all the feels, Brand. <laughs> hey, Dan, what's your all the feels? No, no, no. You go. Go. I can make it work. You go. <laughs> isn't Christmas what you make it? Isn't mm. it, though? Isn't it? Isn't it, though? Isn't it? I heard the line, and I was like, you're right. It is what you make it. That was all I got. It's easily the best line in the movie because the line by itself sounds terrible, and fair enough, the movie's bad, but in the context of what's going on in the scene, he's talking about their favorite Christmas memories have nothing to do with money. And so, like, I grew up in Hopkins, South Carolina. Look it up. It's kind of on a map. But, but... Like, we didn't have... Like, Someone out there from Hopkins, huh? I mean, and they're loud, almost like we gave them a whoop, mic. Whoop. That's a long Love that town! Mm, how do you like the electricity here, Hopkins? Uh, so anyway... <laughs> that, <laughs> ah. Sorry, it's my hometown. I'm allowed to make that joke, I think. They're probably more surprised by all the teeth, in all honesty. I, don't <laughs> I hope no one's listening <laughs> in Hopkins. Um, so we grew up in Hopkins, and... Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, and I didn't know we had a lot, didn't have a lot of money. Like, it wasn't news to me. We, we were in the middle of nowhere, and um, my favorite Christmas memories are all, like, family and food and just getting to see excitement on, pe- on people's faces from opening these gifts that, you know, weren't expect Like, all of the things that I hold dear about Christmas and these traditions that I've carried over with my wife and kids and... Look, we don't. We still don't have any money, but the traditions. Like, what's amazing about We're selling it is, merch is at the door, selling merch <laughs> yeah. at the door. Yeah, I'm poor. T-shirts. You can make the check out to Patreon. Daniel Thompson. Like, you can just make it out to me if you want. Um, uh, you can pick one up with your track in the back. Uh, it, I, like for me, like all of these moments that really like define Christmas and and what does give me Christmas feels. That line in the context of the scene did bring it to life. It's really did. interesting because all of my favorite Christmas memories is just money. Money. It's just a lot just of money handed yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. When I saw my more gifts, was I was awesome. happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More mm-hmm. of the gifts, the better. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You guys want to be cynical. I see how it is. 
Christmas is what you Just make trying it. to be real here. And um, make it, I mean. I love that scene. That scene worked for me. And the mm-hmm. other all the feels I had was there are sneak attack carolers in this movie. Um, and it is uh, worth, almost almost worth the time for you to go because they keep coming around to the same mistletoe, which is like even for all, by Hallmark standards, it's like, oh, we're at it again. And they're just peeking around uh, the corner. They're like, and they're hey, like, what you doing? To kiss and After these, you do it the first time, if you end up under the same mistletoe the second time, you know what you're doing. Yeah, that's this. right. Yes, <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah. You lying, cheating, vision board owning, you know what. Uh, and then like they're about to kiss or something and there are three carolers leaning in like hiding behind the sign, like, and they go into Jingle Bells or Deck the Halls, and it catches everybody off guard. And I don't know if someone paid them to be like, hey, here's what I want you to do. I'll give you 100 bucks if you go and dress alike and hide and scare people with Christmas carols. That would but, be a but I'm great here for it. I'm ready. business idea yes. in New York City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just run up behind anybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I thought that was funny. I got a legitimate laugh out of that yeah. scene. So those are my all the feels. Good. Panda? My all the feel was the vision board. Oh. <laughs> oh, guys, it's so symbolic and beautiful, right? Like she has this vision, right? And then at the end, she leaves it behind. She ditches the vision board. She's found her true love. I love it. So what you're saying is, if you're just a, a big symbolic. fan of of you put it out in the universe and it comes true, like well, if I, I wish Panda had a better all the feels. Like if I put that out there, ain't happening, that, Dan. That's yeah. my vision board. Okay. <laughs> what would be? That's on, all I got, buddy. Uh, what <laughs> would be on your vision board if you're oh. making one tonight? Ooh. Mm. Tonight, you know what? I want to go back to. Disney World. I thought you were going to say Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. We ate a lot of local food. We had to go to a Best Buy. There was nothing local <laughs> around. And we were like, you know what's empty in New York? Buffalo Wild Wings. It's a beautiful thing. You actually thing. have space there. Yeah, it was great. terrible. The was food good. was bad. Um, <laughs> I did get free refills, though. I was yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, the next segment is... Wait, wait what? what? It's mm. the part of the show where we talk about when this movie made us go. Wait, Wait what? what? Yeah. Panda, kick us off, boy. Oh, man. So, going back to the vision board, uh, <laughs> I love I have it's, some it's problems. A, I do have a couple of problems. They gave me feels, but I have some conflicting emotions. Uh, so, conflicting. here's the deal. At, conflicting. So, here's the deal. At one point, uh, the love interest, Dylan, says, I don't need a bulletin board to tell me what I want. And uh, CCB responds with, you need the Great Wall of China. I don't know. To what which that I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> how is the Great Wall of China going to help you get any vision? But it, like, I guess she's saying, saying that you, you need, need a, a bigger b- vision, vision board? board, which doesn't make any sense at all. But even, I mean, think about this for a minute. Like, I, don't underst- I don't understand. That's a big wall. Yeah, you can see it from outer space. Yeah, Dan. you can really get it. I don't have that much vision. But what kind of comeback? What kind of comeback is that? You're like, you don't need vision, boy. You're a great wall of China. Like, what is that? I was. I thought that was a really weird quote. Uh, it, I was something. I, I didn't get it. Didn't understand it. I'm also confused about the town uh, that they they crash at, <laughs> at the, and uh, because it's it's Christmas Eve when they get there, mm. and they take the car into the shop, and Ned, who's the car <laughs> shop uh, uh, repairman, says, "Can't get to it today for Christmas Eve. I'll get to it first thing in the yeah. morning." Right. Which is Christmas. Yeah. I have. 
He's a dedicated mechanic that's serious about Christmas He's Eve. like, if I can't get it to you yeah. by Christmas morning. And then Rudy, who's also the, the innkeeper, is decorating Christmas Day, yeah. the inn. Bro, and got, like, come bro, on, man. Shut it down. That ship sailed, buddy. Like, what are you doing? You had a long time. Shut it down. And he's just hanging there. He's like, hey. <laughs> it's like we got to give this good this, idea. We got to give this joker something to do. Yeah. Can't just stand in the background like he's Norman Bates. He has to give <laughs> some things that hang up. <laughs> Gee, I'm just here hanging Christmas decorations on right Christmas here. Day. Don't mind me, I'm going to murder you. Put it up. Um, <laughs> and then finally, like, Dylan, they're at this pub, mm. and he picks up this roll. <laughs> and it's really crunchy roll. And he just waves it around. And that should be the end. Yeah. <laughs> but he proceeds to hold on to the roll for a solid seven minutes yeah, afterwards. Yeah. I mean, he's just, the whole time, he's like, hey, what do you think? They, he's like, tossing they, it around, like... He's drumming. I mean, he's out of control with the roll. Like, bro, put it down. He does a broken tooth bit, which is great. But my favorite is, is that they cut away from that scene to show I don't know what else. And then they cut back. He's still holding the roll. (laughs) And you're like, you know what? He was probably ready to do that scene. They're like, all right, we're ready to go in three, two. And in his head, he's like, continuity is (laughs) important. Rest of the movie, forget it. CGI houses, sure. But continuity, I'm holding the going to hold the roll. And it's like three, two, one, action. And he's like, he's ready. It was weird. I'm like, why is he still holding the roll? I don't get it. You, I mean, I love Brett as much as the next guy. I mean, but put it down. No, I don't know. I don't think you love it as much as Dylan. My no one loves in for some bread as much as yeah. He's in for. That's all I got, guys. I love it. Um, so remember Kenny, um, the guy who's in all these movies. Uh, so Kenny is the one who uh, sells. Uh, or he's at the. Pl- he checks people into the to the the flight, and so he asks Paige, window or aisle, and Paige says aisle, and Kenny says we only have window. <laughs> I I love that. You think that was an ad lib by old Kenny and Ron? I I like to think it is. He's like, (laughs) which one? This will be funny. (laughs) Jokes on you. Get nothing. Made me laugh. Uh, Dylan at one point says this line: "I'm gonna sit back and order me a big old glass of Staputsky." Oh, just why? Why say it the way that you did it? <laughs> Dylan says that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. he's Dylan sitting back because everybody's oh. going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stay put, ski. They're so they're doing this. That's bad for Hallmark. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, he probably Jeez. also improv that. Um, Frank is playing a car game. Remember Frank oh, from yeah. the the pointless relationship? It's an alphabet game of something. And and yeah. this is the game. And maybe I just don't know it, but this is the car game that he plays. My name is Andy. I'm married to Alexandra. I live in Alabama, and I sell artichokes by the acre. And I know what he's doing. I just don't understand the rules of what he's doing. So I'm guessing you need to say a, a name. name. You're a married to another uh, same oh, letter. second name. I live in. City. I sell. And then you have to have a unit of buy measurement. The, that's the part yeah. that really... Like, you have to have the a, unit of measurement. So if you are not, or if you are not deep into like metric, both systems of no, measurement, if you do not know like like all the different forms of currency, you're going to be in big trouble. He's a game. cerebral individual. I feel like Frank's going to smart work in that game. He's just going to kill. My everybody. name's Xavier. Oh dang it! <laughs> I'm married to Xena, Warrior Princess. Right. Um, I sell xylophones. Oh, by, by the. the- Zakers. It's Acres with an X. That's going to be my uh, my rap name. Zakers. Give it up for Zakers. Yeah, that'd be good. That's um, and Zakers. and and that's all. 
That's it. That's all. So I we used to limit ourselves to two on these, and and <laughs> I thought I would always get six or seven, and then these guys listen. Though, we're in go, New York. It's a city that yeah. never sleeps. Let's be I, here all I, night. I uh, I would give. I would always go last because sure enough, they'd take some, and I just go to the other ones. I've got fourteen. Um, <laughs> And, and they didn't take any of them. Um, and so they're not all winners, I can promise you. Uh, so I, I, maybe I'll pick and choose. We'll see. Um, during what era and time period did everyone have a push card at the airport? I, I don't... Like, there, Candace Cameron Bure is in an airport, and everyone... No one has a roller bag. No one's got one of these. Everyone has a full... Like, they're at a, at a, at a, at a food lion somewhere. Like... <laughs> I don't understand. Like, was that before or after the roller backpack was invented? We've never done props before, but if you look over here, this is a roller uh, suitcase. It's what everybody cares. Everyone is rolling their luggage. And that's the only reason we brought that. Everyone has a shopping cart in this airport. And I don't understand why, for the life of me, it doesn't make any sense. There are a bunch of quotes that make no sense in the movie. She's really worried about the fact that the flights are not taking off. And she's like, I've got to get there. And they're like, the snow. And she's like, I still want to know. And like, we don't have anything. And then they put her up in the airport hotel, which we'll get to later. And, uh, And she says... Well, give me a room facing the airport so I can see when the planes are taken off again. Now, here's the thing. I know that we're not technologically savvy, but if she doesn't know the planes are taking off, by the time they're taking off, she is, she's Amish. She has <laughs> she completely cut herself off from all technology and all app email, TV. She's living. She's making a quilt. She's in a horse and carriage. She is 100% not even trying. If she's got to look out the window to go, Hobby, dang, the planes are taking off. They're taking off. She sounds like Jimmy Stewart, too. That really Um, limits our Amish listenership. The Amish folks who are listening through uh, electricity. Yeah. Uh, So, um, man, it got a little uncomfortable there. (laughs) Someone was just like, oh, I'm Amish. Um, So uh, in the synopsis, Bram mentions that she goes to the bathroom and she leaves her purse there. And Dylan and Frank, the two gentlemen in the film, decide to rummage through her purse. You know, like stalkers. And and, uh, Dylan really is going for the list because he wants to see that list where this guy's met every qualification except for sense of humor. And uh, Frank drops this little nugget. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Paige doesn't seem like the kind of lady that would like you going through her stuff. Because there are ladies out there, I think, that really do want her to go through the stuff. And here's the crazy part. She wouldn't have left it there. Yes. It turns out she does want him to go through her stuff because that's the only reason they got together. It's the weirdest line that I've heard on the movie. It's a strange one. In this movie, Frank does a Groucho Marx impression in the movie. And I couldn't believe it was a thing. I, I don't understand. They get to the hotel, and they're complaining that there's no rooms for everybody. And the guy who's the hotel owner, or whatever his name is, who's decorating on Christmas Day, who's, uh, Norman Bates, he goes, as they used to say, there's no more rooms at the inn. No, that's the Bible. That's not people, like, that's not a colloquialism that we passed along for generations. It's like my mom always used yeah, to say. There's <laughs> no room in and the end. And also, like, it's just, there's, like, in the Bible, it's just there's no room at the end. Like, they didn't have rooms. It's not like they were like, Jesus, uh, Joseph and Mary were like, hey, could we have a double occupancy, no smoking, and is there any way we could? No, there just wasn't any room in this structure for you to stay. As they used to say in the Bible, um, I don't understand that at all. Um, 
the waiter comes and delivers bread when she uses the word busty, which is a word that we've never heard in a Hallmark movie, and she uses the word busty to describe her shirt, which I couldn't believe we heard. And, and it's, mm. it's this weird moment where the, they decided, I guess, that the waiter should drop off bread awkwardly and then kind of look around like, I've entered a wrong conversation, and I just didn't understand what was going on. Um, she tells Dylan, please make sure you lock the door from the inside of the room, which I don't know how else you would lock it. Uh, <laughs> make sure you lock yourself out, buddy. Um, and then I think really my big one, I've got two big ones. One is, why is she lying about Dylan? Like, yeah. what, what in the world? She is a compulsive liar. She is a lying. A compulsive liar. She does not want her fiance to know that she's traveling with two complete, she's okay with him knowing that she's traveling with two complete strangers, but she's not okay with him knowing that she's traveling with three complete strangers. One of which is a single male. Yes. Like they're both adults. There's four people in the car and this is the biggest of deals. It's like, I cannot tell him this. And it really is one of the worst lies. You want to know when I knew she was a compulsive liar? When's that? Well, they're talk- she's lied a-, a few times at this point. And then they're talking about Christmases, growing up and Christmases. And she's like, I had the best Christmases growing up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Uh, they what? Were, they weren't good. Why in the world would she? I don't know why she would lie about well, that. And I think <laughs> that's a really conservative stance. Like, I understand. If, but then she turns around and she's like, you know, one kiss under the mistletoe. <laughs> Whatever, one like full-on lips kiss that lasts a long time, it's fine. We're adults. Like, I don't want to be seen in public with them, but yeah, we can kiss. Like, it was a very weird double standard to me. Mistletoe. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's like catnip for humans. That's right. What? No. What? (laughs) In what regard? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And lastly but not least... This entire, like, conundrum of her needing to get to her in-laws is centered around this idea. And I want, I want to make sure you follow with me. They can only plan the wedding on Christmas Eve. The whole family, they have set aside Christmas Eve, and that is the only day that we can plan this wedding. And if we can't do it on Christmas Eve, then it's shot. What? 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 Like, how? That is the worst possible why, why is that a thing? Like, we can't do it over the phone? I mean, I guess the Amish thing may be back in play. She, you don't, like, we can't conference call? We can't Zoom? Like, we can't do something here? Um, it was preposterous. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was preposterous, that especially. That's good enough. You wouldn't get it, Dan. I clearly you wouldn't. wouldn't get it. That's right. Um, we have one more segment, and mm-hmm. it is the What the Hallmark segment. It is where we wonder what could have been, what maybe happened that would give some clarity to this movie. Mm. I have one, and it's just a random one. It takes place on the plane, and it's really a what happened when the, when, how did you get here situation. So, imagine um, a, a plane, you know the kind. Um, so, Dylan, middle seat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they didn't pa- have any aisles. Pa- page, right. um, uh, page is in the aisle. They, they moved over. I thought there was no aisles available. There wasn't. She moved. She asked Dylan if he could move over. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. She does a bit. That's right. So, She's the worst. So they, they come back from break or whatever, and Dylan is walking back from the bathroom, and she is out cold, just asleep. And he's like, what do I do? How do I get back to my seat? 
how'd you get out in the first place is my first question. Yeah. But two, if you were gone for long enough for her to be that out, what happened, are buddy? you okay? Yeah. <laughs> what happened, bro? <laughs> I'm worried. Yeah. I'm you think concerned. They were, they were filming and they were like, how long do you think it'd take for her to fall asleep? And somebody was like, 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, Perfect. like... Perfect. You can go to the bathroom. Over, <laughs> under... Yeah. Body break. Yeah, Under. <laughs> That's all I got. Panda? Wow. Um, at the very beginning of this movie, when they're at the, the rich family's house. I guess that's the term, right? The very beginning? Yeah, it's, they're near the beginning. There's an establishing shot. They're in there. They're on the phone. Who is they? Dylan's at the airport. No, not Dylan. The, the, I can't wait. What, I can't wait until we figure Jack. it out. There Jack. We okay. Jack. Jack. Her fiance. Yeah, Jack. The fiance. In the Hamptons. Yeah, in the you Hamptons. Guys are They're familiar. in the house. Yeah. You How many it. of you live in the Hamptons? A lot of Hamptons. We've got, folks out we've got merch for sale. Patreon.com slash deck the Hallmark. <laughs> T shirts are $1,000. <laughs> it's a fair deal. Very comfy. Uh, <laughs> trying to put my kid in a Southern Cal. I need 500K. That's right. <laughs> That's a Lori Lawn. Now, I saw this. I. I'm obsessed with this. There, have you guys seen the YouTube channel? It's like Architecture Daily or whatever, and they tour celebrities' houses, kind of like Curbs, but fancier. Um, you say Curbs? That, is, that, is, that like, <laughs> is that like... A, you you, you want to try that again, but Cribs, but like Larry David hosted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Cribs, but fancier. And this one guy was giving Curbs. a tour of his, uh, his uh, Manhattan um, suite or whatever, um, and he's selling it for $85 million, which is fine. But what comes with is really what makes this the deal of a lifetime. Because for $85 million, you can get a wonderful place in Manhattan and two tickets to space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two tickets to space. How do we sweeten space. the deal? Space? Man, this, I don't know if this thing's going to sell. What do we do? Throw Sit in the space. space. That's right. I just wanted you to know that. So anyway, Jack's at the Hamptons. Jack's at the yeah. Hamptons, and they're decorating the Christmas tree, and there's a guy dressed in an all-red onesie from head to toe in a Christmas <laughs> Santa right. hat. Yeah. My only question here is, what life decisions did you make to end up here? Yeah. Decorating somebody's house in a red onesie. I think it's one of those rich people things. They're like, "What if we pay somebody?" To it's just like be a creepy life-size elf on the shelf. Yeah. And I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I'd take the job. Yeah, you would. <laughs> it was disturbing. If I, yeah, was, I would do it. If I was really rich, I would do that probably. I'm going to hire somebody to decorate my house. You gotta wear all red from head to toe, or you don't get the job. And I just want to see who does it. You think? Wow. I, well, no. I'm a real bad. I'm glad I'm poor. Yeah, you're a terrible rich person. I'm a terrible rich person. I'm a, like I'm a wonderful lower middle class. I'm wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you're great in the low class. <laughs> Thank you. If I was a rich girl. And I have all the money in the world If I was a perfect girl. What's yours? That was great, guys. I've got a few. I want to know the rental car company that Dylan rents this particular SUV from because I believe, and I could be wrong on this, he owns it at the end of the movie, uh, <laughs> which is a great a bargain, uh, I feel like, because he, uh, he A, uh, first of all, he pays for the rental car, I assume, puts a deposit down. The whole thing breaks down because of a wreck that's his fault. They take it to a shop where they fix the entire thing on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. He takes the same rental car back, and then at the end of the movie, he just keeps it. <laughs> just keeps it. So do you think they just forgot the rental car thread, or they were like, 
What if he kept it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, they forgot all about it. Um, also, Dylan, it must be, like, I'm clearly in the wrong profession, but apparently airport bartenders are filthy rich, yeah. which I didn't know, which is crazy. That is his occupation, Dylan is and a, he's darn good at Dylan it. Dylan is an airport bartender, an airport bartender. That is his full-time occupation as a grown adult, and he offers to buy everything for everyone all movie long. Yeah. Rental car, got it. Dinner, got it. He's paying for everything. And he gives this really nice tip to a bartender in Buffalo. He says, where are the peanuts? And the guy's like, there's no peanuts here. And he's like, listen, write this down. If you want people to keep buying drinks, make them thirsty. Mm. Bring out the salty food. And that's just, you don't get rich without that type of... You don't get that kind of... Good stuff. Hot tip just anywhere. Cerebral. At one point, they say that uh, the mayor of the Hamptons owes them a favor. (laughs) Which is a weird sentence in general. Um, but they, they proceed to go further with said sentence. Um, they say that the mayor of the Hamptons owes him a favor because he bought something at the height of the market and, and couldn't get rid of it. And so they lease it from him as a, as a favor, I guess. I just want to know where that all came from because it makes zero sense who the mayor of the Hamptons is. Is it like a, a more of a figurative mayor who like just is a, a more of a ceremonial position or is there a real mayor of the Hamptons? I don't know. Um, very curious about that. Uh, in Buffalo, they're staying in Buffalo because that's where they're stuck. They all stay at the fine establishment known as the Buffalo Airport Hotel. Now, I don't, I'm not, I've not flown all around the country, but this is a hotel that connects to the airport that also features fine dining. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't, for the life of me, understand what's going on there. And I'd love to have it explained to me at some form or fashion how they decided that they couldn't stay at a hotel that was just slightly away from the, the airport. They yeah. had to do yeah. it right there. That's all I got. Maybe you guys can help me. This is the only other thing. And maybe I'm just dumb, but I do like weather. So maybe I'm not dumb. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, you know Oof. how weather works, snow and stuff. Gee, can we, can, riddle, riddle me this: if if you knew us, if you knew a snowstorm was coming, where would you be more likely to land to not get snowed <laughs> in? Buffalo, B, or Manhattan, or B anywhere else? Anywhere else? Yeah, in, literally. I can't imagine else. like, oh, snowstorm's coming. Buffalo! That's right. <laughs> Go to Buffalo. They never get snow there. You know why they're there? It's because they're watching the one news channel that airs all across the country yeah. with the one anchor who's covering all of the weather for yeah. every single city. And they're just waiting around for Buffalo to come. And by yeah. the time they get there, they're like, we already landed. Uh, Dang it. It's um, snow. We did it. We did do we it. Did it. We, we did, did it. We did it. Hey. Wow. It's been a it's been a really a really good time I think a it really, has. it's been solid it has. a really fun movie um, a, a couple of reminders join the Patreon if you're not already rate and review us even if you're here and you didn't know us somehow steal the person's iPhone next to you take your own iPhone just put five stars and put they were good I guess and mm-hmm. that's please that's plenty enough for us. Um, also, you're, you being here tonight has helped support a group called Communities in Schools, mm-hmm. which is an organization that helps kids one out of every five kids. Uh, uh, is at risk for not graduating high school. And Communities in Schools comes alongside them, and they give supplies. Uh, they give anything, any resource that these kids might need from the public school, whether it's money, mental health, counseling, transportation, anything to help these kids give them the best opportunity to graduate school. You being here tonight has helped kids have a better opportunity to graduate school. So we thank you very much. And if you're listening at home, go to Communities in Schools' website. Go to deckthehallmark.com. Click the Spread Joy link. Not about us at all. Give to help kids stay in school and graduate because that changes their 
their life. And you did that tonight. So a round of applause for you. you That's very good. You guys rock. You did it. You did it. It it has been a joy to be here tonight Mm -hmm. in wonderful Brooklyn, uh, New York. And may we be the first to tell you Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.